Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you happen to be. Episode 70 on the podcast. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dolls. And what we typically do is, as you might know, listener, is we review movies. We are real people with real reviews. What are we talking about this week, Coco? Well, this week we're talking about a TV show. What? (laughs) I know that's completely out of character for what we've done in the past 70 episodes. Oh my gosh. I know. Uh, Today we are reviewing The Babysitter's Club, a new series that just dropped on Netflix yesterday. I made Daltz watch all 10 episodes (laughs) the day it came out. Uh, If you are unfamiliar, The Babysitter's Club was a series of books in the 80s and 90s, obviously aimed at girls, most likely, about a few... I have issue with that. I want to raise that later. (laughs) About a few uh, girlfriends in middle school who band together to start like a babysitting collective known as the Babysitter's Club. Wow. And it's really about them and their lives and also like a little bit about the babysitting and changes and stuff like that. So I... I uh, have not actually read the books in 35 years. But you have read them. I, I read the first like 10 or 12, and then I kind of aged out <laughs> of it. But apparently there's like 250 books in the larger series. So I only read a small portion of them. But the this season hewed pretty closely to the first, say, 10 books of the series. Like at least the first eight episodes were pretty much true to... Mm-hmm. The books, and then the last two episodes, which was like a two-parter, I don't remember that at all. So I don't know if that was just new to the series, just something they made up out of whole cloth, or if it was just a later book that they adapted into an earlier episode. Well, but, and they were very much introductory yeah. stories to each one of the characters and giving the background and that sort of thing. Right, totally. So we have Christy, who's the founder of the club, and uh, her friends Claudia and Marianne, a new girl who just moved. Uh, this all takes place in Connecticut, by the way. A new girl who just moved to Connecticut from LA named Dawn, and another new girl who just moved to Connecticut from Manhattan named Stacy. And it's just around the corner from us, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, apparently the people who adapted the series didn't actually know geography because <laughs> this takes place down in Fairfield County, which is right on the state line with New York. New York, yeah. But they were talking about like the Eastern Connecticut District Art Show or something. Right, and I'm which like, is over by Rhode Island. Right. So I don't know if, yeah, they didn't consult a and, map. And but. also it was filmed in Vancouver and surrounding areas. <laughs> so there's one scene where they're going to the camp in the last two episodes and we're supposed to believe that that's somewhere on the east coast and these there's monster mountains in the background like they didn't even cgi it out of there they were just like all right nobody's gonna figure it out who cares it's a camp in new england i mean you know it's netflix they have the budget for cgi so i don't know so dots tell me (laughs) i i don't I, I don't know what Daltz thinks. I'm going to get his raw, unvarnished <laughs> we did take not practice this. on this right here. So, Daltz, tell me what you thought of the Babysitter's Club. So, what you should know about Coco, if you don't know already, is that she is a very complicated woman in that... <laughs> I'm going to choose to take that as a compliment. Yes, it is intended to be a compliment. Do you think I would insult you on in the <laughs> podcast? Uh, I don't know. We, we reached that stage all, of our relationship where we're like passive-aggressive bickering. All, all the in the time. name of uh, ratings. ratings. <laughs> downloads right in this episode Daltz insults Coco and then sleeps on the couch for the next week tune in to find out what he said um 
I, uh, so Coco is a very complicated person because just when you think, you know, we've been together four years now doing the podcast for uh, less than that. Uh, just when I think that I've got you figured out in terms of your oeuvre, in terms of what shows, you know, when we're in Netflix, you know, I, I think I have my own algorithm. I know that Netflix has an algorithm and they give you the British comedy series or uh, British crime series, I should say, not comedy. And, uh, you know, something foreign maybe and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden we were watching The Babysitter's Club. <laughs> and I have two daughters that I would be, uh, I would usually be watching this with and then i'm sitting there with coco without my daughters going what is going on we're in the upside down now this is the this is the pandemic where there's no swearing in this it's all clean it's all stories about teenage girl, young not even teenage girls pre-teenage girls and their problems and everything like that and it's like i so this is one of the many things that i love about you coco is that just when i've got you figured out there's a curveball there's the babysitters club <laughs> so it's a long way of saying uh, i had no idea that we were going to be watching this until you were like hey the babysitters club and then i was looking at the side of my sort of like the corner of my eye to see if you were pulling my leg <laughs> like because you do that every now and then i know I mean, to be fair, I have been saying for like a month or two since I first found out about this ad- adaptation, we got to watch The Babysitter's oh, no, Club I mean. on July 3rd. Like the like, first time you mentioned that, oh, okay. the very first time you said, The Babysitter's Club is coming on Netflix. And I was like, what? Who are you all of a sudden? <laughs> this is a new, like, I felt like Ted Turner when he came home and all of a sudden Jane Fonda was like a born again Christian. And I'm, <laughs> I was like, whoa, left field. So uh, I... I've seen a lot of these kinds of shows, yes, so it's have. it's very much like uh, Just Add Magic, which is a, a, a show that was on Amazon yeah. for a, a time, and it's very similar to that. The the actually the lead protagonist looks very similar in both oh, yeah. those shows. Um, shows about early teen to late uh, non-teen, uh, like. Preteen to early teens. Yeah, preteen to early, early teens is a better way to say it. Thank you. And uh, also the 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 uh, series that my other daughter liked, which was called Kicks, which is about a, a girl who moves from Connecticut to California to play soccer and her uh, high school experience there. It's all about these young girls' experiences, and they're all very similar and they're all the right. same. But what I liked about this particular series was uh, the acting was pretty good. Usually you can get, when you get kids... Acting, it can sometimes be really irregular. But some of the, like the the one little girl who was playing the creepy uh, sister, <laughs> yeah. creepy sibling, I thought she was really good. Yeah, and, she was good. And there was a couple of instances where they had the like young boys that would come in every now and then, and you're hearts talk- would be a flutter. You're just talking about like Toby because he was Canadian. Well, like Canadian cousin Toby. My Canadian cousin like- Toby. <laughs> meanwhile, breaking the- Stacy's heart. Meanwhile, I think 75 percent of the actors were probably Canadian in that because it's filmed in Vancouver. We looked up that one actor. Was like, oh, she's familiar. I wonder where she's from. We looked her up. She's from Edmonton. Like, what? Yeah. What? So. Um, but I've talked on and on. This is your show, Coco. <laughs> this this is Dalt's got valuable relationship points for putting up with this. <laughs> the good news is that it's 10 episodes and they're all like 20 to 25 minutes long. So that's why we were able to watch all 10 episodes in one day. In one night. And yeah, it's a very easy binge. And, you know, if you have daughters of that age, around that age, even if you don't have daughters around that age, if you have kids that are interested in that kind of thing, it's a it's a good little watch. I mean, it's an easy watch, and you can yeah. you have to watch them sequ- sequentially. It's yeah. not uh, 
just drop in on one and and you know go in three episodes later. So uh, anyway, what did you think? So you read the books, right? So uh, I did. Like as soon as like maybe two or three months ago, I first saw that Netflix was doing an adaptation. I was very excited because these books first came out in 1986 when I turned 10 years old. So when the books came out, I was right in the age group, right in the target demographic. I read them for a couple of years, and like I said, then I aged out. Then I got to junior high, and obviously I'm not going to be reading. Or you started drinking, and right? Doing yeah, heavy drugs and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I only read the first 10 or 12 books, but it's it's a nostalgia thing. It's why I still listen to the new kids on the block, even though I hear some of that music from the 80s. And I'm like, ooh, that hasn't aged well. You know, like it's <laughs> it's totally a nostalgia thing. It reminds me of a better time. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, it's why I watch Miami Vice and Magnum P.I. And- right. <laughs> we were in very different uh, age ranges in the 80s, <laughs> put it that way. So Moving on. <laughs> So uh, I did. I did remember enough of the books that I remembered, like Claudia and the Phantom Phone Calls, and I remembered like Stacy's diabetic, and I remembered Marianne has like the domineering father. Mm-hmm. Like there, there were some plot points I didn't remember, but you don't need to have read the books to watch the series. Right. Like and I you, yeah. yeah, you totally will get all the intro to the characters. You'll get like everything that you need just mm-hmm. by watching this. You don't need to go download everything off, you know, Kindle on your Kindle or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, I, uh, I liked, so this wasn't taking place in the eighties, like they updated it for today. But even though like the babysitters club meets three times a week and they have one phone number that you can call and you can, you know, like a centralized location to get a babysitter. So they had, had to get a landline for that. And they did like make a couple jokes about yeah, landlines. Yeah. They made a deal but about it. But yeah. it wasn't totally over the top obnoxious. Like, oh my God, what's this ancient piece of machinery? Is this from the Civil War? Like, you know, they 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 made a couple jokes about like, oh yeah, like the person on eBay said this is vintage. It's 25 years old or whatever. Right. You know, like they made a couple jokes yeah. that were funny, but... Yeah, I, I noticed that. It hasn't actually... You can tell that they've updated it and it doesn't seem jarring. Like there's some social yeah. media things in uh-huh. there that they drop in and it's very well done that way. Yeah, it, it's not having read the books for 35 years. It doesn't seem like it's too different mm-hmm. from the way I remember it. Just a few updates, like Dalt said, with like social media talking mm-hmm. about do we do Facebook ads, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, and they still end up going old school and just handing out paper flyers, right, right. which is but the they make a joke thing. about that. And too. they make a joke about that, yeah. too. Um the uh, child actors, I thought uh, the girls who played Claudia, Dawn, and Christy were really good, even though Christy was pretty obnoxious. And I don't remember thinking that Christy was that big a brat in the books. Yeah. But I I was also 10 years old when I read the books. So maybe I just like identified really strongly with her. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, God, if oh, that yeah. kid were mine, like, oh, That's, you know. That was my, my uh, conclusion, too. I was like, because she was originally set up as the main character. Yeah. And so I was thinking, this is going to be the main character. I have no sympathy for the, her whatsoever. <laughs> right, She's totally. a total brat. And she was like, you know, moody. And she was rude to her friends and everything like that. It's like, I got no allegiance to this character at all. But it, but as it develops, it's it's explained a little bit better. But I'm still, she's not my favorite character. I can, let me put it that way. As somebody who has two daughters, I'm like, uh, my daughter would not get away with that. Right. I. Uh, it's like, it, it might be like, we watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off a few weeks ago because Dalt's finally got to pick what we watched one night. <laughs> like, usually it's me, like, I want to watch the Babysitter's Club. But Dalt's finally got, you know, his turn one night. And we were watching it and I was like... 
Ferris is kind of a jerk. Yeah. You know, like, so I don't know if it's just the difference between the age I was then and the age I am now or. Well, when you're young, when you're that age, any sort of rebellion. Right. You know, sort of strikes Mm -hmm. true with you. It's like, oh, yeah, stand up to the man. But it's like, really? He's not really that great of a person. Right. So with Christy, I don't know if it's that sort of a thing or what. But um, the, the girl who played Claudia, I loved her. She's amazing. I think her name is Mamona Tamata. She's which she, one is Claudia? She's uh, the art artist. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like who whose uh, grandma had a stroke. Yeah, like she yeah, was she was really adorable. Yeah. Um, so I of love Japanese her. heritage, right? So yeah. I want to see more storyline. Claudia was also my favorite when I read the books. Oh okay. So um, well, was she uh, Japanese in yes. the books? She uh-huh. was okay because that yeah. was one of the things you you commented on during when we were watching it, is that some of the characters were not the same as they were in the book in terms of their racial makeup. Right. Like I believe like in the books, Dawn is like a typical like blonde haired, blue eyed California surfer girl. And in the show, she's, I believe she's Latina Mm -hmm. and Marianne in the books, I don't remember her being biracial, but in the show she is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so so there's there's some some, updating there, which needs to be done. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so the child actors, like I thought, Dawn and Stacy, uh, not Dawn, Marianne and Stacy were the two weaker mm-hmm. actresses. But they seemed like I remember Stacy being really extroverted in the books, but I could be wrong about that. But it seemed like they had like maybe maybe it could have just been the weaker storylines mm-hmm. or so. Um, the adult actors were really good. Uh, <laughs> Alicia Silverstone played Christie's mom, who has not changed a bit, and Daltz was just like. Oh my God, Alicia Silverstone is the mother. What? And I'm like, she's only like a year younger than me. Like, (laughs) like, I always think of her from 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 Clueless. From Clueless, like that's you know you have this image, and that was the last thing I saw her in of any sort of import. Right, that was 25 years ago. It was 25 years ago. I was like, wow, she's she's that age. She's a mom age. Yeah, that's that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. So she she did a great job. Um, I thought all the the guy who played Marianne's dad, I believe his name is like Mark. Evan Jacobs he or something great. like that. Like, yeah, he was really good at being uptight. Like, all the adult actors were he was, really good. He was me. He was me. And, <laughs> like, there's one scene where they're cleaning up dinner, and uh, the one mother is Alicia Silverstone is going to put the cast iron pan in the in the dishwasher, and he's like, "Oh, that's cast iron. Let me just wash that." And <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yeah, that's totally. me right there. Yeah. That's me scooping in there and get, saving the the cast iron <laughs> skillet." <laughs> yeah. So, so most of the actors were pretty good. There was. The first couple episodes, it could have just been because they were so introductory to these are the characters and this is the kind of setup. Mm-hmm. We watched the first two episodes and then I had to take a break. I actually had to go do something. And when I was in the car, I was like, you know, I like how it's not like treacly, you know, like it's <laughs> it's fun and upbeat. And I'm sure there's going to be some lessons, you know, and there's definitely some funny lines and there are some lines geared toward the adults because I'm sure there's a lot of people with the nostalgia factor just like me watching oh, this, yeah. you know. Yeah, and want to introduce but, it to their kids. Too. Right, totally. But I'm like, you know, I like that it's not like veering into after school special territory. Right. But then like the next eight episodes, like definitely got into like after school special territory mm-hmm. with issues, with issues and not well, not so much issues, maybe, but just with like the you know, if you have any residual, you know, affection for this thing, just the way the the kids talked, like it didn't, right, right. it seemed like it was adults, like what I would say, coming out of like a 12 year old's mouth. Yeah, and yeah, like some yeah. of them, I was just like, I don't like are kids these days really that self-actualized yeah. and empowered because like 12 year olds talking about being strong women. I'm like, 
I don't know. Yeah. Is that like a thing that 12-year-olds do these days? Like, we didn't do that when I was a kid. Like, I see Alicia Silverstone telling Christy, you know, I, you're going to be a strong woman one day. Like, I see that coming mm-hmm. from a mom. Mm-hmm. But like 12-year-olds telling each other, like, we are strong women and we are independent. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, know, I had I was, that too. Yeah. So I had that same reaction too. And especially when the character who comes from California and they're staging that empowerment uh, protest at, at the camp, camp Moosehead. at Camp Moosehead, which is clearly Vancouver or somewhere north of there. <laughs> right. um, uh, I, I had that same when she goes on and on and talks about empowerment, and she's trying to convince the counselor, the camp counselor, why they're doing this. Is like this is a really adult kid. Like <laughs> I know that she has an enlightened parent, and her, her, you know she's trying to be informed about these things. But some of the you're right. Come to think of it, some of the dialogue seemed a little bit higher, and that's not insulting to. 12 year olds it just seemed like it was jarring like i don't mean i don't want them to go around talking about video games and barbies or whatever right. kids talk about these days but it just seemed a little jarring it seemed like a, a disconnect in some ways but it didn't spoil it didn't spoil it it's not like watching a, a superhero movie and the guy you know falls 90 stories and then lands on his feet you know it wasn't right. it wasn't <laughs> i didn't disbelieve it like that right totally so there there were definitely some things that were like a little bit incongruous, you know, for me. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I thought it was pretty delightful. So. Like, like a kid saying incongruous. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> incongruous. Yeah, not incongruous. There we go. It's it's uh, 10.33 in the morning. So there you go. It's, I wasn't making fun of the way you were saying it. I was just making fun of the word because it was a big word. And, and if we still had listeners who took a drink every time we used a big word, <laughs> they'd be taking a drink right now. So... Uh, High points and low points we talked about. What overall did you think of the series? Was it pretty? Was it pretty entertaining? Yeah, it was, like I said, I I thought it was delightful. The mm-hmm. it it was quick to get through. It, it was kind of heavy handed with some of the lessons, but you know, I mean, I'm not a 12 year old, so I don't need to be beat over the head with that stuff. And maybe 12 year olds do, but otherwise, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was fun. You can get through it pretty quickly. I think 12 year olds are gonna like it. Six-year-olds are going to like it. You know, it's great. What about I, uh, you? You're going to get stuck rewatching it again with, with your kids. I'm going to have to watch it again with my girls because <laughs> I think they might like it. And uh, it's it's one of those, it's, it's not too painful. Like you watch some of the movies for kids, like those Barbie movies that we watch. Oh, yeah, those are really painful. And they're just, they're just awful. <laughs> they're brutal. And that's no disrespect to my friend, uh, the actor who is a motion caption artist artist as uh, in four of those Barbie movies, um, which means he just walks around and then they draw over him, <laughs> which I think is the best gig ever. How do we get that gig? Right. I want that gig. You just want his body. That's all we right. want. Like They'd want him to be like, I don't know, one of the, whatever they call the the male uh, fairies in the Barbie movies, like Fluffernutter or whatever it happens Dibble. to be. Dibble. 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 <laughs> No, Bibble. Bibble. That's Bibble. Yeah. Bibble. Rob Dibble. Um, <laughs> Rob Dibble. So, so uh, some of those things can be pretty painful. I've watched a lot over the years. My daughters are f- 15 and 14. So I've watched a lot of uh, kids-centric stuff, let's say. And uh, <laughs> Whereas I managed to not see Frozen until like a month ago. Right. So. <laughs> which which is one of the good ones, actually. Yeah. Like, there I are was some surprised pretty painful at, ones. I was surprised at how good Frozen was, actually. Well, and, and, you, and when you get into this... Uh, when you get into this genre, and if you have kids, uh, you, that typically happens, and you start watching them when they're little, and then they, they develop, and you watch older and older stuff, and you can see what the challenge is for these guys making these things, and gals too, obviously, is that uh, 
it can't be just one dimensional. Like the Barbie movies are one dimensional. They're just about Barbie getting an adventure and there's nothing really there for the adults to watch. It's just Mm -hmm. in the, in the time that it was made, it was just pretty colors and and graphics and Barbie walking around with arms that are way too long for her body. (laughs) Right. Totally. That are held at right angles. (laughs) angles. Like there's definitely early computer uh, animation in, in these. And, uh, but then you watch ones that are done really well, like cars. And I'm a huge fan of cars, obviously the movie and frozen is done well. And it's about more than just that. It's more, more than just an adventure. It's about like cars is about reconnecting to your roots and frozen is being a strong and independent woman. And without saying we are strong, independent women, right. right. Not not hitting you over the head and you don't Mm -hmm. need a prince to save you and that sort of thing. Like, you know, Prince charming and all that kind of stuff. So there, those messages are great because they get through to the kids, but also you don't want to be like some of the movies like uh, Incredibles and some of these other movies that are really good in that aspect as well is that they're entertaining for the adults too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're, they're dropping in like the Lego movies are probably the best example of this is that the Lego movies are full of adult references that, that are also funny to the kids in certain different ways. And so if you can have those multi-layered entertainment aspects, then you're good. Like some of these shows... Uh, like I said, the Just Add Magic and and this one, the Babysitters Club and the Kicks shows, they're a little bit less about that. They're more about just entertaining the kids. But I've, it's a, but it's a good kind of entertainment. It's not like a Barbie's kind of entertainment. I've seen a few episodes of the Kicks and Just Add Magic, and I think this, the Babysitters Club, did have more for the adults because it's got source material that was beloved right. by it's deeper th- the people who are now the adults with the kids. Right, right. So I think, you know, it seemed like there was more adult stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there's constant references to like the 80s or whatever, right. but, you know, it, it did seem like there was at least a couple times per episode, there were some solid laughs like coming from the adults. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I love the uptight dad. I thought he was fantastic. <laughs> like, I mean, he's his own worst enemy in a, in a lot of those scenes, but I could totally see him. He's like, his, his daughter is totally chagrined that she could only wear a one-piece bathing suit i was like yeah i've, I've had that conversation I've, I've been there and then they're getting ready for a wedding and he comes into her room holding up two white shirts and he's like which one do you like better <laughs> two identical white <laughs> right, shirts totally. <laughs> yeah that was and his character summation is like one of the one of the the moms who wants to date him or something like that is like well he tucks his shirt in really tight it's yeah. like well that's <laughs> That's a good summary of that character. Like that when they're doing character lines in, mm-hmm. in the script reading, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uptight. Yeah. He, uh, Mr. Uptight. Colon, Mr. Spear. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Spear colon wears ter- shirt way too tight. Right. Or, or, way too tucked in. Like that's your character summary. That's your motive right there. So there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of good redeemable qualities in there. What I'm saying in regards to the comparison to the movies, which is a different scenario, obviously, but. It's it's more pure about the kids and the and the no, not the after school aspect because that can have a derogatory uh, sense to it, but uh, that kind of thing like the everyday experiences that kids have. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas just add magic is about these kids who have the magic cookbook, and kicks is about the soccer team and and moving to a different community. And this is a little bit more everyday type. Mm-hmm. Like the the girl gets her period in one of the scenes, and there's also like these everyday kind of. Now, I wouldn't say problems, but challenges and issues that, that kids face, that it's going to help. I imagine the books were like that too, right? It's like it's, it's designed to help mm-hmm. young girls get through 
this part of their lives. Right, like Stacy's diabetic, and yep. Marianne has a very controlling, overbearing father. So No, I think he was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I mean, if you're eight or ten years old and you're reading that, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a Stacy, or oh, right. I'm Dawn, you know, or whatever. So well, it, and- there's something... There's some personality aspect of each of at least the original five main girls mm-hmm. that everybody can like identify with. So you can say, I'm a Christy. Because Christy's, right. in the book, she's a tomboy and she plays sports. And they didn't really show that in the series. They just put her in like a lot of like baggy overalls and stuff. And like, kind of dumped her down a little bit. <laughs> they so, totally dumped her down. Yeah, like Claudia and Stacy are wearing, you know, Gucci and platform boots to camp. And earrings. And, and... Yeah, and, and Christy's wearing like just sweats all the time. And I'm like, well, okay, so now I'm a Christy for sure. You know, <laughs> like, I'm sitting here in my sweatpants and my tank top. You well, know? and originally, I, I again, uh, not to rehash the, what we talked about already, but like she was sullen and she was sitting over in the corner and she was wearing sweats and she was wearing a baseball cap. And it's like... I got no, I got no time for this girl. But then eventually it, it it moves on. So it was really well, it was really well done that way. So adults, final thoughts on the Babysitters Club? Yay, nay. I say yay for kids. Uh, if you're an adult, you can probably pass. <laughs> if you're an adult without kids, or if you're an adult without kids, or if you're an adult with kids, I think if you if you're picking your spots, mm-hmm. it's like, well, do I watch the Barbies or do I watch Babysitters Club? Not that you're thinking that because Barbies are 20 years old. But if you have to make a choice, I would make a choice for one of the Pixar movies. And then you can just let you can. This is one of the this is a babysitting movie or a babysitting series. Actually, you can sit the kids down in front of this and go and, you know, have a shower or whatever it is or make dinner or do the dishes or whatever parental duty that you have that you or maybe just go read a book in another room <laughs> or, you know, go on match.com and see what's happening. Oh, I, that reminded me, too, is that um, a lot of the kids in this were were of divorced families uh-huh. or yeah. of one parent, whether it was a divorce or a death or something like that. And I thought that was very interesting, too. That, so that was one of the subtle bonds that they didn't talk about. Uh, very much, but I think maybe in the second season, and you know there's going to be more than one season. Apparently one of the producers uh, tweeted, the very last episode, two of the girls who joined the Babysitter's Club in later books, they were introduced. Mm -hmm. And back in the winter, one of the producers said, oh yeah, this character is going to be uh, featured prominently in season two. So even though apparently no season two has actually been announced... Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to figure it's going to happen. So they're planning on it. So once it officially gets the green light. They've got the pandemic under control in British Columbia, which is where (laughs) this is filmed. Don't believe that it's Connecticut at all, people. (laughs) Uh, Then so who knows? Maybe filming will resume there sooner rather than later. I mean, they're making special allowances for athletes. So why wouldn't they make special allowances for actors? Oh, yeah. It all starts with A. Right. Yeah. And it's for the greater good, really, because it's to entertain <laughs> us as we sit on our bums in our houses. So we don't go out and riot even more than we already are. Oh, like, man. can you imagine if we didn't have, like, streaming on top of, like, no haircuts? And <laughs> if we're just trapped in our house with, like, our, uh, you know, CD-ROMs or whatever. Like... Taking the TV away from America would be... <laughs> oh, my God. That would be a, that would be a rights uh, disagreement right there. There would be, like, a nuclear civil war going on, like, right there, for real. It would be like the scene in the last two episodes where they're uh, protesting yeah. and having civil disobedience. Yeah. There'd be a lot of civil disobedience if we didn't have our Netflix and mm. our Amazon Prime and all the comforts of home. Okay. So uh, that's my verdict. What's your verdict, Coco, on the Babysitter's Club series on Netflix? I give it a yay. 
If you're an adult who's uh, in her 30s to say mid 40s, even late 40s probably, you're gonna love it because of the nostalgia factor. If you're somebody who has a child who's in grade school, they're probably gonna like it too. That's something you can share if you're an adult mm-hmm. who read the original books. It's it's got something for everyone. It's got the kids. It's got the adults. You it's know. very PG too. Yeah. Like, there's nothing remotely I don't even, bad about it. I don't even think somebody said ass in the whole thing. Like, <laughs> oh, do these jeans make my ass look big? You know, like I don't. <laughs> Maybe that's the season two. Oh yeah, once they actually get into you know like eighth grade or whatever. Right. Like once they get into you know high school, hanging out with the boys or whatever. Right. So this is do these je- jeans make my ass look big? I, don't I, th- I could see that. I could see one of those <laughs> characters saying that. Right. Totally. Like Stacy is totally going to go there for real. <laughs> so so yeah. So I thought it was delightful. So okay. I, I recommend it. Wow. So two uh, babysitter club books up for yes, you. for real good okay good um so let's close with uh saying where exactly people can find us if you wanna, if you haven't already found us if you want to tell us your opinions on the babysitters club and how the series differed from the books or give us your feedback on any other episodes that we have done or any we may do in the future if you have recommendations for something you want to hear us review you can find us at cocoandalts.com you can also find us on facebook and twitter at cocoandalts you can also email us at cocoandalts at gmail.com you can listen to our podcasts on apple podcasts pandora spotify stitcher soundcloud tune in google play YouTube, and we are still awaiting permission uh, to be on IMDb. We've submitted. Now we just actually have to get approval. So once we are officially on IMDb, we will let you know on any of our social media platforms or our website. So check back for that. And if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. If you give us a good review, maybe we will even read it on the podcast and give you a shout out. We've been getting some good reviews, so thank you very much, listener, for going into every individual source and <laughs> for, giving us five stars. For spamming up uh, all of our all of our podcast platforms. And it's always the same username, A Listener. Oh, wow, that's creative. That is creative. So thank you, A Listener. <laughs> so for another episode, I'm not Dalt. And I'm not Coco. 